When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Football podcast. I'm your host Billy Powell and today we've got something a little bit different. As always we'll be going through the major talking points from the week, briefly going over the Premier League games that took place midweek and then I'll also be going over and talking about and basically giving my opinion on what's wrong with Liverpool because I don't think that this massive dip in form is just down to injuries but we get, we'll get onto that in a little bit. Um, then after that, I'll be going over what's happened at Newcastle and then a couple of other bits from the world of football outside of England as well. Hopefully, this will stay under 10 minutes to stick to the title, but we'll just see where things Starting off then, and firstly, we'll start with Monday night's clash between Everton and Southampton in which Everton ran away 1-0 winners after Richarlison or Richard Linton, as some people like to call him, got the only goal of the evening just nine minutes into the game. Tuesday saw Man City completely dismantle Wolves, scoring three goals in the final 10 minutes of the game. A Leander Dendonka own goal opened the scoring for City just 15 minutes in. Wolves did get an equaliser through Conor Cody just past the hour mark and then on 80 minutes, Gabriel Jesus put the home side ahead. Mares then confirmed the win when he scored to make it three just before Jesus added salt into the wounds to make it four in which was a very comfortable and easy win for the citizens as they won their 21st consecutive game. Wednesday saw three games take place as Leicester drew to Burnley without Harvey Barnes and James Madison of course. Mate Vidra got the goal for Burnley as Kelechi Iheanacho levelled the tie for Leicester. Man United and Crystal Palace both came away with a point as their game ended 0-0, which brings us on to Thursday. As Everton visited the Hawthorns, Spurs took on Fulham and Liverpool hosted Chelsea. 
The two early kickoffs both ended in 1 0 wins as Richarlison yet again was the only scorer of the night as he made sure that all three points went back to Merseyside. Deli Ali, Gareth Bale, Hyung Min Son, and Harry Kane all started together for the first time this season, and it was the man who claimed his first start of the season who got the goal for Spurs just 19 minutes into the game. I I think it actually went down as an own goal, but Deli Ali claimed it, so we'll give it to him. Controversy struck in the second half of that game when Sunderland legend Josh Madger has had his goal ruled out for a handball when Davidson Sanchez's clearance hit Mario Lamina's arm at pretty much point-blank range. Lamina's arm was so close by his side, and I mean, chop his arm off, and it would still... It wouldn't have had an effect on where the ball landed. It was literally that close to his side. And as I said in last episode, talking about Chelsea, talking about the Chelsea and Man United game, sorry, we just don't know what is and what isn't a handball anymore. Madger's goal should 100% have stood. And the fact that it was given as a handball is an absolute joke. And yet again, proves my point as to why we need to hear from referees. We need to be able to know what what a handball is. The handball rule has been around since the beginning of time and everyone knew what the handball rule was. But ever since VAR has come into it and changed everything, we just don't know anymore. Anyways, moving on to the final game of this midweek block of fixtures as Chelsea travelled up to the red side of Merseyside, taking on a side looking to prevent losing their fifth consecutive game at home. After a 68-game stint, Liverpool were finally defeated at Anfield when Burnley beat them 1-0 back in January. Since then, Liverpool have also lost 1-0 to Brighton, 4-1 to Man City, 2-0 to Everton, and then we get to this game. Timo Werner had a goal ruled out for an offside when VAR came to the conclusion that his shirt sleeve was offside and therefore disallowed the goal. On 42 minutes, Mason Mount did finally break the deadlock when he was able to finish past Allison from the edge of the box. And then the rest of the game was just what we've come to expect from Liverpool ever since their 7-0 hammering of Crystal Palace. Ever since that game, they've just been on a downward slope of not being able to score and not being able to keep teams out for 90 minutes. And I can't help but think that it's something that just goes a lot further deeper into the club. A lot of Liverpool's downfall will be blamed on injuries and it's understandable. Nobody in the world could have prepared for every single centre-back at the club getting serious long-term injuries and then their midfield backups on top of that getting injuries as well. Of course, that will have had a massive effect. But are these injuries just a start or a smokescreen to something deeper into the club that's going wrong? Do the players and staff know something that hasn't been announced yet? I'm not suggesting I'm not suggesting, sorry, that it is financial struggles. I don't think a team like Liverpool will have financial struggles, but could it be something similar? Like that's something like that, you know, that could be having a mental effect on the players. To me, as someone looking into it from the outside, I just feel like there's something more than just injuries, you know. Could it be Klopp's stubbornness to changing tactics? They lost 7-2 to Villa with Van Dijk and Joe Gomez playing. And 
they were playing a massively high line that day, and yet they're still refusing to change from that system against teams with very pacey strikers like Timo Werner and Ollie Watkins. Have teams just found them out? Do teams know how to just beat Liverpool now? It could be a multitude of different things, or it could just be a side who are just really missing their fully fit squad. From one team in massive trouble to another now, as reports have emerged that Newcastle's Matt Ritchie and manager Steve Bruce have had a bust-up on the training ground. It was reported that Ritchie called Steve Bruce a coward, and Ritchie was unhappy with Steve Bruce's comments on Saturday after their one-all draw to Wolves. After the game on Saturday, Bruce blamed Ritchie for not passing on tactical instruction onto his teammates quick enough following his substitution. As a fan who has experienced Steve Bruce and his kind of football, I'm siding with Matt Ritchie. Bruce will go out of his way and blame anyone but himself for poor performances. Nothing is ever his fault, but yet he'll pile the blame onto someone else, as long as it's not him. I've seen reports saying that the players want Graham Jones to take over and finish the season under his leadership, but whether that will happen, I'm not too sure. But I was listening to the Football Social Daily podcast and they actually posted this little clip that I'm going to talk about now on their social media pages at the Sports Social if you wanted to go and give that a listen. But they were saying that until this, Bruce Bruce was pretty much unsackable. But since this, it just puts him in a very sackable position with the players now on his back as well as the fans. So, I mean, it's a funny one really where it would surprise me if he was to stay and it would also kind of surprise me if he was to go. So it's just one of these that we've just got to wait and see what happens and I'm not really too sure what's going to happen. So, look, we just, as I say, we're just going to have to wait and see. Moving on to something a little bit different to the norm now and moving over to European football. There was of course no Champions League this week but Barcelona were able to turn over a two goal deficit to send themselves through to the Copa del Rey final after they beat Sevilla in extra time. 12 minutes in, Usman Dembele opened the scoring and then after pushing and pushing to grab a second to level the game on aggregate, Gerard Piquet, or Piquenbauer, as the Catalans are currently calling him, came up with a goal in the 94th minute. Martin Braithwaite got another goal for Barcelona in extra time as they were able to see the game out and get themselves through to the final. Who will they play, face in the final, though? Only the side that beat them in the Supercopa final 3-2, Athletic Club de Bilbao. Will... Athletic be able to do the double? I certainly hope so. Albathletic. That's all from me today, though. Thank you all very much for listening. Please let me know your thoughts and opinions on Twitter and Instagram at LT Football Pod. What's your thoughts on Liverpool? Is there something else going on or is it just the injuries? Let me know. Anyways, enjoy your weekend. Have a good one, and I'll see you back here on Tuesday for another episode. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.